for those of you that's in your process and you're doing something great and you got those haters, you got those people that's out there trying to sabotage and it may not be friends walking around. It may be people that you've already entangled with at some point in time. They can't stop your process. Only you can stop your process. <laughs> Anything you want to do in life, all you got to do is stop. Hey y'all, hey. It's your homegirl. Tana's my relative. I'm back with another great episode of Every Play Possible. And I am excited. Listen, have you been watching the episodes one through six? If you had in shame on you, catch up, catch up, catch up. So I'm going to slow down just a little bit. This episode that will drop will be the last weekly episode. The episodes will move to every two weeks because I don't know how to edit and my editor got stuff to do. So every two weeks, I'll jump in and I'll drop another episode, but we're going to move from one week to two weeks. So that's that team. So you know, you can always expect from me real estate, real cute, and real talk. Listen, let me give you one quick tip about real estate. If you know that you want to own a home, you want to make sure and get a pre-approval first. Getting a pre-approval is going to show proof of funds. It's going to let you have that proof of funds in your hands. So if you go and tour a property and you decide you want to make an offer on it, you are ready to rock and roll. If you like and you look and you don't have a pre-approval, you are able to do nothing because you don't have a proof you don't have proof of funds. So that's just, that's that little quick tip for real estate. So I hope that I look real cute today. I feel real cute because I took that hot wig off and baby, I'm here. So let's get right in to the real talk. What are we talking about today? Yup, I got my notes. You already know how I do with these notes now. So let's start by talking about, I got a couple of points I want to talk about and I hope it all ties together because it's going to hit. You know how everybody say, I'm going to keep it 100. You know, everybody like to say, I'm going to keep it 100. I'm sure you don't heard your friends say a thousand times, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I know I say it all the time. I'm going to keep it 100. But the reality of keeping it 100, how many of you are really keeping it 100? How many of you are keeping it 100 at all times? Do you know that keeping it 100 means that you're going to give your honest opinion about everything somebody asks you? That means you're not going to lie about this or that. That means you are going to be straightforward. It don't mean if it hurts your feelings. It don't mean if it hurts their feelings. It, it don't mean if it gets you in trouble. So when we say keeping it 100, how many of us are really keeping it 100? I'm going to be the first one to say, as much as I use that keeping it 100, I don't always keep it 100. Because sometimes I don't keep it 100 to spare your feelings. Sometimes I don't keep it 100 to keep my ass out of trouble. Listen, if you on your job and you keeping it 100, will you keep your job? Think about it. If you with your best friend, and you keeping it 100 and the situation may cause them to doubt their self, 
to end their life, make them hate you, are you keeping it 100? If you are with your husband or your wife or just your significant other and they ask you, baby, did I bring the fame? And you like them, are you keeping it 100? Man, stop playing. We ain't always keeping it 100, and that's just the reality of it. We ain't always keeping it 100. Because I know a time or two, my friend may have asked me how I felt about something, and I ain't kept it 100. I came about 91% just to spare some feelings. Because if I kept it 100, I might have to say, nah, dog, it's like this. And that may... It just might step on some toes. So the reality of it is we ain't keep it. We are never keeping it 100. Sometimes keeping it 100 exposes you. So when you say you're keeping it 100, the reality of it is you ain't. So let's go back to why I started this podcast. I started this podcast because when I separated uh, from my spouse and everybody was running their big old mouths about what they thought they knew I really wanted to spill my own tea. I really wanted to tell them exactly what time it was. I wanted to just get it out there. But God said it wasn't time. He said it wasn't time because I was angry. He said it, was, it wasn't time because I, I wasn't ready. And in order for me to expose the truth of the truth of the situation, I was going to have to tell some of my own dirty secrets. I was going to tell, have to tell and show people that I had a low self-esteem because low self-esteem make you stay in a spot, make you doubt yourself, make you wonder, Ooh, so he's saying I'm old. Oh, so he ain't touching me at all. Am I not attractive? Am I not at my best? Like things that propel you, things that push you, things that motivate you to be greater, it's because there's a, there's a doubt somewhere. It's, it's a little doubt. If I was just a little bit smaller, I could fit in these jeans. I would look this way. If I was just a little bit, you, you already know. So at the end of the day, I wanted to keep it 100. I wanted to come, but I wasn't going to be able to deliver it the way that it should have been able to deliver it. So after I started the healing process, I said, after going live, after talking to people, after telling part bits and pieces of the story, I do want to keep it 100. And if that means that I have to show up in a way that's not always making me look positive, then hey, I'll do it. So when I come before you on these podcasts, baby, I'm keeping it 100 because I'm talking about myself. I'm just trying to relate it to things that happened in my past so I can shed a little light on keeping it 100. So when I say timing is everything, timing is everything because I wasn't ready then, but I'm so, so ready now. So let's talk about with me saying time is everything, let's talk about being fruitful. Being fruitful. Like we done heard in the Bible before. I don't heard the people say because I ain't read this. Be fruitful and multiply. How many of us know that a fruit when it comes to a woman's body cannot be fertilized until they ovulate? Cannot be fertilized. You can have sex all month long, but until you ovulate, that seed cannot be fertilized. So that lets you know 
Timing is everything. Remember I just said I wanted to keep it 100. I wanted to tell my truth when I first got my separation, but that wasn't the right time. Even though I was going to tell my truth, the delivery would have came off the wrong way. So sometimes when we're in relationships or sometimes when we're talking to our parents or sometimes when we're talking to our children, we have to consider your boss too. We have to consider even though we're saying the right thing, maybe the timing that we are delivering it at is wrong. Because if people are in the heat of the moment and they tell you something, it comes off as they're being mean, they're being nasty, they're being condescending, that type of thing. But if they tell you that same thing when you both are on, like you both got a level head, it almost, you can say, well, I understand that. I don't agree, but I get your point. I see where you're coming. I see where you're coming from. You can turn around and say, okay, I, I see it was no harm intent, but if you talk about things at the wrong time, it can come off as, uh-oh, I know she ain't said this. I know he ain't said this. You already know. So timing is everything. Timing is everything when it comes to fruits. Timing is everything when it comes to labor. I just had witnessed my oldest daughter give birth to my second grandson. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. When I tell you I'm so blessed, I'm so blessed and highly favored, it ain't funny. But let me tell you. So that morning she called me on the phone and told me what she had going on. By the time I made it to Gastonia, North Carolina, she was already in labor, but it still wasn't time for that baby to come yet. I prayed for that baby to wait on me, but God was just telling me, you already know my timing is perfect. You already know that timing is everything. You got time. Take your time. Drive carefully. And when you get there, the show start. So I thank God for favor. However, after being there for several hours, after her getting her cervix checked, after them doing her blood pressure check, and we waiting, going through, the baby got a crown. The baby got to turn. The baby got to, things got to happen. The baby can't come no quicker than the baby going to come. You got to get dilated from zero to 10. So on the phone, she was at four. Then when I got there, she was at seven. Then she took her time and she reached 10. Once that bit, once the, her, once she dilated to 10 centimeters, it was time. So even in that process of labor, the, the, the timing is everything. The baby isn't going to come until it's time. Let's go back to the baby being fertilized. Again, she could have fucked all month. All month. She wasn't going to get pregnant. The seed wasn't going to fertilize until she ovulated. So in this season that we're living in, we got to make sure that we work and we work while we wait and we know that it takes time. I listened to a sermon last week and the sermon talked about, and I would have to go back and look it up, put it in the comments to tell you, but it just stuck with me. I knew I was going to talk about this and it, it, I said, I'm going to go back to that. It What stuck with me, they talked about a farmer. The farmer planted wheat. And when the farmer planted the wheat in the garden, they went to sleep that night. And that night, 
some haters came through and planted weeds where the wheat were planted. I was like, huh? The haters came through and thought that they were going to sabotage, sabotage the land by planting wheat, weed where the wheat was planted. Well, the next morning, the farmer didn't even know that weeds were planted where he planted the wheat because he don't know to look for that. They're seeds. They're in the ground. But as time go on and the ground, the soil gets fertilized and the wheat starts to grow, the weed also started to grow. So the crop sharer said, we need to pull this weed. So this is what I got from it. God said, don't pull the weed. It ain't time to pull the weed because if you pull the weed, you're going to mess up the weed. So the weed and the wheat have already entangled at the root. The weed and the wheat had already entangled at the root. And when they planted it, planting it wasn't a sabotage. If you pull it, you will mess up your own shit because the weed, the wheat is there. You need the wheat to grow. At the roots, they're now entangled. So to pull one, you're uprooting the other. Let the wheat grow. The wheat, the weed growing isn't going to stop the wheat process. The wheat is what we're going to use later on for bread. And just because some weed is there and it's entangled at the root, the only way your process is going to be sabotaged if you sabotage it. If you pull that weed, now you uproot your, if you pull the weed, you uproot your wheat. If you let the weeds stay there, if you let the weeds stay there while your wheat grow, the weed is going to see your wheat grow. It's still used for your wheat. So in this season, I say, in labor, when we're in labor, we're in labor because we have fertilized a seed with somebody. What roots have you entangled? You got a woman and you got a man. You fertilize the seed, which is the baby. Do you know the roots of the... Do you know the roots that you have entangled? Do you know the roots? Do you know what you have really created? Let it grow because when it grows, you can either make it successful because whatever the product is, it's still going to see whatever the sabotage thing was. Do you get my drift? Remember, I talked about in another episode, four babies with four baby daddies. Like it was root. The root of those things was the mother and the father. We came in. That's the DNA that the baby have. But the baby still turns out fine whether the father stays or not. Like my baby daddies did not stay. They didn't do what they were supposed to do, but they were still able to watch. I got one right now that's watching. He's watching my process. I know that he's watching. I'm not going to tell you how I know because that ain't what I'm here for. But while he watched my process, I will not stop. I won't stop. And I, I was dealing with this thing like I should let them know I should do this. I should do that. And God sent that message to me to talk about how that farmer planted the weed. And then how the hater came and planted the weed. And he showed me if I stayed there and I listened and I listened and I listened. And he brought up the word entanglement and it took me back to 
Jada Pickett and the little young dude, I don't know his name, but it took me back to that entanglement. And I said, my God, it's a revelation in everything, everything. So I'm just here to tell you, for those of you that's in your process, and you're doing something great and you got those haters you got those people that's out there trying to sabotage and it may not be friends walking around it may be people that you have already entangled with at some point in time they can't stop your process only you can stop your process if you pull the weed let the weed stay right there it's okay and I have to learn that when I'm trying to teach my daughter and I'm trying to tell her things that I want to tell her but they're not positive things I say, I can't do that because I got to stay. This is my wheat. I got to stay the course because my wheat going to grow. And what my wheat see is, is what it is. And it's not about what I've already let my wheat see. It's not about what she's already seen. It's about what she's going to remember and how she's going to remember the results. And I'm so thankful for it because people say, well, I mean, you started that. I mean, you... Do you know that anything you start, you can stop anything? I am not where I used to be. I remember when I got with this guy years ago, I didn't require him to open the door. Opening a car door, opening a building door wasn't important to me. I was young and remember, I was chasing that bread. I can't I'm open no damn door. Nothing went wrong with my hand. I opened my own door. Well, later on, when things changed and I was making my own bread, I wanted this nigga to treat me like a gentleman and open my door. I'll never forget it. I was in Columbia, South Carolina on Harbison at the mall, and I stepped back a little bit for the man to open the door for me. And he said to me, he said, what you doing? And I said, you can open the door. You hold it for other people that don't even, you don't even know. You can hold the door for me. And when we got through that door, he said, bitch, have you ever tried that again? He said that. Bitch, if you ever try that again. Man, that argument went so bad that day. The whole day was unrooted. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, we ain't got nothing done. We argued so bad in the car. We were supposed to go out to eat. I can remember it. And he was like, he was driving my car. We pulled up to the restaurant. He got out and I said I was pissed off. I wasn't going to no restaurant with eat with this man that had just called me a bitch behind opening the door. I wasn't doing that. When every time we go out, I see his brother open the door for his girlfriend all the time and it ain't nothing. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I wanted to be like them and what? So needless to say, he went in the restaurant to eat. So instead of me sitting in the car like a big old dummy, I figured that I would go on down the street on, on Harbison to Target and Ross and those stores and still finish my shopping and get what I needed. So I left his ass at the restaurant and went down the street only for him to turn around and call me and say, I know you ain't left me, da, 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 da. Nigga, I'm driving my car where I can open my own door, period, period. But anyway, I'm just saying that to say, even though I asked him to open the door, it turned into a big argument. Uh, he calls me a bitch and all of that was a part of the process. Why didn't I leave? Because it wasn't time. It wasn't time. Time is everything. I just told you guys, time is everything. I often talk to people and I was just talking to somebody the other day and they said to me, they, they were applauding me uh, for my, my progress. 
And I said, I wasted a lot of time. I wish I knew something. I knew, I wish I knew some of the things now back then. And I wouldn't have wasted so much time. And they said, Tan, you know what? You ain't waste no time. Everything you went through, it hadn't happened. It had to happen. I remember Pastor Marlon McKnight preaching a sermon in Andrew, South Carolina one time, and the sermon title was It Had to Happen. I'm not even going to go back there because I can't remember all that stuff, but I just remember it was so good because it was so real. And when I was talking to that guy, it brought me back to that point. It had to happen. Some of the things in our life have to happen. It's the things that mold us. It's the things that shape us. It's the things that push us to our next. So again, even if you get pregnant today with the idea, with the project, don't expect to go into labor tomorrow. You got to work. It's a, it's a process. Everything got to cycle. Everything got to grow. Everything. If you water it, if you fertilize it, if you do what you need to do with it, it will grow. God done show us that on so many occasions. I know he's shown it to me on more than one occasion. It'll grow tan. You just got to be patient. You got to have faith and you got to work. Point blank, period. And that's keeping it a hundred. A hundred, baby. A hundred, a hundred. So... That brings me to this point. I told you guys I was going to talk about having a hoarder mentality. Hoarder mentality. How many of you guys know what a hoarder is? To me, because I ain't looking up, a hoarder is a person that just keeps stuff, keeps stuff, keeps stuff. I'm one of those people. So if I do my bathroom nice today and then... I decide in three months, I want another bathroom set. I take the bathroom set down, I wash it, I fold it, and then I box it up and I put it in the storage for a later date. I'ma switch this out. But then the next time I decide I wanna do my bathroom again, four more months later, I go buy another new set. So I get all of these things and then I put them up and I say I'm saving them for a later date and then you just got a lot of stuff. How many of us got a lot of stuff in our life? A lot of stuff. Whether it's materialistic things or whether it's things in your head or things you just, just stuff. Stuff can be people too. Stuff can be people. I was in this marriage for four years. Six months after, less than six months after I was married, I was trying to get an annulment and didn't and realize I didn't qualify for it. When I got to about my two-year mark, I decided... Mm, I'm going to real estate school because I need to switch my whole financial game up because this thing ain't looking good. It's almost like somebody didn't tell you, you, you got this amount of time to live and you just don't know. So you got, I'm pushed for time. So I said, I got to do something different because I got this going on, that going on, and this thing just ain't looking good. I'm keeping it 100. I was, I knew I was going I was thinking about a divorce again, not because I said it, but because I was trying to solve a problem. And I was on my way to Columbia, South Carolina. I traveled that road a lot. Is that where my next husband at? But anyway, I was on that road to Columbia and I never forget, I said, I gave my spouse a solution and he said, fuck it, let's just get a divorce. He, he could let that thing roll off his tongue so, so quick, it wasn't funny. You know how they say practice make perfect? That's why it's so real this time. I, I just remember him saying, let's get, so 
fast forward, I got back home, I got on my mama floor, I laid out, I cried, I prayed, I got my kids on um, group FaceTime and I told them, y'all, I'm getting a divorce. I'm getting a divorce. I don't like the way this man makes me feel. I don't like that. I, I told them I'm getting a divorce. I went, I reached out to an attorney, found out everything I had to do. I didn't get the divorce. I did not get the divorce. Harder mentality. Why was I keeping it? Why was I keep? Sometimes it's time to let things go and we just keep on holding on. Like this is why I have to step up to the plate, take accountability for what it is, and I cannot blame this man. I cannot. Because at the end of the day, when you know better, you have the ability to do better. And I knew better. I knew it wasn't working in my favor. I knew it wasn't, it, it just was not growing. I knew essential needs that we needed was not there. So I'm going to say that I was guilty of a hoarder mentality. It was time to let it go. Now, I feel like I started questioning myself saying, and this is the same thing that I think that everybody should do. If this ain't good for you, if you can't benefit nothing from it, if you can't help it to grow or produce, if you, if it just, if it ain't what it ain't, why do you want it? So I started asking myself that, but I also started asking him that. Why do you want me? If I'm everything that you're not looking for, why do you want me? Because he was a hoarder too. We both was hoarders. And sometimes people want you because they don't want nobody else to want you. They don't want nobody else to get you. They know how it used to be. They know that there's some good in it. But it, listen, if you got a hoarder mentality, if you're holding on to things that it's time to let go of, let it go. And it don't have to be relationship. I was talking to somebody one time and they said, girl, somebody strolled up on my Facebook page talking about XYZ. And I remember this person used to bully me on the bus. When you graduated, when did you graduate? Let it go, sis. Let it go. That's a hoarder mentality. I bullied somebody at elementary. When I moved my butt back from Columbia, I found that person and I apologized. I went to God. I prayed about it. I, I apologized. Baby, I'm sorry. I was a fool. I did not know what I was doing. I bullied somebody. I got a homeboy right now. Every time he called me on the phone, he always leave with that mess. He get on my nerve. And if he ever watches podcast, <laughs> he goes, he going to trip off because he know he does this. But I am not. I, what? I got kids. Sometimes, don't you know, your kids will reap what you sow? Because remember, timing is everything. Just because you sow that seed tonight don't mean it's going to produce tomorrow. So I knew I had these kids and I knew what adversities they may have to face. I remember what I did. So I had to make it better. And all I could do was apologize for it and go to God and ask for forgiveness. I ain't going to get in nobody's way and I don't want nobody to get in mine. So I say all that to say timing is everything. If somebody bothered you at kindergarten, so freaking what? I remember that teacher told me something about my mama just wanting to hang in Mexico and I was from the projects and I ain't want to learn no way. Psh, baby, 
when I was able to go back to that high school that I graduated from, where them naysayers was at, that wasn't really pushing all the kids. They pushed the kids that they thought came from a good home, but the ones they thought they had a little bit of problems, they wasn't pushing those. They were gossiping about those. And I promise you, they're still doing it now to this day. Because when I was there, I couldn't click with them because they were still doing what they did to me. But it felt so good to walk on that campus as an educator. Even though it was cosmetology, <laughs> I ain't got to teach English. I ain't got to teach math. I teach what I'm good at. And that's what we got to do. We have to perfect what we're good at. It don't matter what you're good at. If you're good at baking cakes, be the best cake baker it is. Capitalize off that thing. Start where you are and grow it. It don't matter what nobody say. I love my mom to death, but I'll never forget when I was younger coming up and she told me to get a real job, baby. Don't, don't real job me, because this is it. This is it, baby. This is it. Don't play with me. So I'm just keeping it 100 and ain't keeping it 100. If I got to step on a little bit of toes, just know I don't mean no harm. Take it for love and not for granted, because I'm going to keep it 100. So, and look, keeping it 100, let me tell you something. Everybody got something to hide, but you know God know now. Everybody got something to hide. But God know. He ain't sleep. You can bet that. And I'm going to leave y'all with this final note, and I'm out of here, and I'm going to see you guys in two weeks. But let me tell you, if something happens and you have to fold on it, I need you to know that folding on a thing that don't mean you fail. If you stop, I ain't saying don't quit. By no means necessary. Don't quit. But sometimes you got to press pause on the thing. When I got out of that marriage, when I decided I was going to walk out, I had to press pause. I had to stand still. I knew I was going to talk about it because it was killing me to not talk about it. I felt like a dog with a muzzle on. I was like, I was hurting every day. And I said, if I could just, if I could just tell my side. If I could just tell somebody, what, what, it was pointless though. Because what they was going to do, what they was going to do about it. So I just had to stand still and hear from God. So sometimes if you stop on a thing for a second, if you press pause and just listen, it don't mean you fail. So if they say, oh yeah, she fold. You ain't fold. As long as you don't go nowhere, jump back in the game, pick up right where you left off at and run it run it listen you guys send this podcast to everybody you know get people to subscribe like follow you can watch me on youtube apple podcast or spotify it's your homegirl tan is my realtor i pray you run your next play in excellent have an amazing day i'm done